Welcome to the Cross-Border Interview Podcast, a podcast about getting out from behind the keyboard and just talking. Each week, we invite a guest or two to sit down and talk about their life and their work. I'm Christopher Brown, your host, and this is the Cross-Border Interview Podcast featuring singer-songwriter, The Boy from the South. Thank you very much for doing this. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, when I first heard the song Mornings, I, I instantly fell in love with it. And uh, I, I reached out and I wanted to make sure that I got you to get a good interview with you. So that way yes. I can promote it as much as possible to my listeners and all across Canada. But Amazing. my first question I usually start with all my interview interviewees is, yeah. where did your sense of music come from? Uh, so it just happened that like yesterday, my mother sent me like a picture through like email, like a collage of pictures. And I was like 10 years old and I was like pictures for me, like, um, done with like the computer's webcam and literally with like guitars, but like literally like the guitars, like bigger than my, than my body nearly. So I was like super young and I don't know from where I guess that like when I was, yeah, when I was super young, um, my dad was always like playing music in the car. But like heavy, but like way heavy stuff like ACDC, um, I don't know, like Motorhead, you know, like really, really like punky Like hardcore stuff. rock and... Yeah, 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 exactly. In it, fact, like, I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, like in fact, when I started like playing guitar, I started like learning like slash solos and like, you know, a guy called Buckethead, he's yeah. like super, you know, so like that stuff. And then I changed to like more like melodic things. Well, yeah, and that's, what, that's what I find interesting about your music, just from that opening, is you grew up in the same uh, way that I grew up, with listening to sort of hardcore uh, rock with ACDC, the Rolling Stones, yeah, and exactly. then yeah, yeah, yeah. you listen to your music, it's so yeah. soulful and nothing like that. So how did you transition from listening to rock to putting out this new song, Mornings? Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I just... I, just, I think I just listened to everything, man. And then I I started with them. Then I had like a band in Barcelona with my friends and we went to like super indie, like really indie, like, you know, like bands like um, Tudor Cinema Club. It was like when these bands were like getting super big, like Tudor, uh, The Cooks, um, yep. like more electronic, like M83 and stuff like that. So then we went super indie. But then I take into Neil Young, which is Canadian, which is, he's the coolest Canadian ever. And then, um, I got so mad with like Neil Young that I guess like I picked up the acoustic again and then also I was like in a flat so I couldn't play electric like really strum it hard so then I basically turned everything to acoustic and now I'm super fine with it like I really like it so I guess but I mean also like like now with a friend I'm doing like a rap song with like a girl from London so I listen to like loads of rap all the time. Well, and I was looking at your bio, and I found it interesting that you 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 don't you don't consider yourself one genre. You consider yourself many genres because you do listen to a wide range of music. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So does that yeah, influence yeah. you as an artist to not be so stuck within a box and just stay open with all the music? Yeah, I think it can be like very good. For example, like there's albums, like there's an album by a band called Real Estate. I don't know if you know them. They're like American. And it's called Atlas. And like sound-wise, it's super thin. It's like, it has like five, six sounds, but it works perfectly, you know? Yeah. And then other bands where they just have different sounds all the time and it still works okay. So I think you can make it work it out with the two, uh, through the two ways. 
But I guess at least sound-wise, um, I just like every song that I listen, whether it's rap, rock, indie, um, I don't know, soul, whatever, like Al Green or old stuff like that. Uh, if I like a sound, a particular sound of that track, I just like, I have like a, um, a notebook in my mobile, you know, like a note tap. Yep. And then I just write them down there. So then it's, I don't know, it's just like, I'm like I've always been like afraid of like falling into the same uh, tag all the time and all the time. I mean, I just started now, so I just have like two songs out, and I, I've finished recording now like two or three more in London. Um, but I'm like I don't want to do that because when you see bands that after ten years they sound exactly the same, it's like yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry, you broke up there for a second. You're gonna get have to get you to. Oh, wait. Sorry about that. So for some yeah, reason. No, so you were saying that you when you're recording two new songs in London, or you yeah, record yeah, sure. it? I, I recorded. So I went in the middle. Hey, I went in the middle of. Uh, sorry, I went in the middle of uh, of the of the lockdown. You know. Yep. Um, to London because basically I've been living there for like two years now, but obviously when the Corona stuff got like really, uh, really like hard, I came back to Spain to my hometown. So then um, I was in Spain for like two months and a half, three months, and then I went back to London to record. I recorded there for like a month and a half to finish everything. Because uh, basically what I didn't want to happen is to like get mornings out and then wait six months to get all the other stuff because of lockdown. So then I went back to London. Obviously I did, I did like a test on Corona, the negative and obviously. And then I went to London, recorded everything, um, and then came back here to shoot the video, which I'm finishing making now, which is hilarious. That's like awesome. So, uh, so let's get to some background in, uh, information from you, Pedro. What, what, who is the boy from the south? How did this all come about? So uh, basically, uh, so as I told you before, I was in a band when I was young, but in Barcelona, and then we've always played like English music because uh, I don't listen that much like Spanish music. It's all, all like language-wise, it's all English. So then um, I moved to London. I got like a job in London after uni. And then I moved there because obviously like the wages are like way higher in London than in Spain. Uh, the weather is horrible, but uh, <laughs> but anyway. So then I moved there and then I started like saving money. I set like a budget, a monthly budget to like save money to like spend it on like recordings and promo and stuff like that. So then once I worked there for like a year and a half until like just before this lock, uh, Corona thing happened. So like until March, February, end of February of this year. And then I got like uh, quite a bunch of savings, and then I went to like record heavily there. So, but so, how did the name "The Boy from the South" come about? Is it a, a story about from your past, or who? Yeah, like, no, how no, did so, it come about? Yeah, a friend of mine from Hull in in, in the north of UK. He like he always used to call me like "Boy from the South" because I was like, from Spain, and then he said like obviously I have like a massive Spanish accent speaking English, and and also I was like always I like I went to Barcelona for some days I came back super tanned uh, you know it's like yeah I just I don't know I'm just from the south of Europe obviously not from the south of, of like South America but yeah well because it's like because it's weird because when when I first heard the uh, uh, the name the boy from the south I was picturing someone from like Georgia Texas Oklahoma yeah, yeah. and I was like okay and then I was reading about you and listening I was like wait a second yeah. this guy's from Spain yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I mean the, the funny thing is that so I'm not from the south of Spain you know, so like my mother she's from the south of Spain. So yeah. like, but it's weird. But obviously, when I moved to London, if you're Spanish, it doesn't matter if you're like from the north of Spain or south of Spain. You have like that 
uh, you can see that you've you have been like raised up and born in like a region with like sun, um, stuff like that. Like it's the same as in Italy, you know. All my Italian friends, like we have like this, I don't know, south, uh, south thing that we've like re- being raised up in like places with lots of sun, uh, beaches, swimming all the time, you know. Whereas when you move to London, you can tell that it's like super different. Yeah. So how did so your writing style? So let's talk about your writing style a bit because one of the things I always find interesting when I talk to artists is how do they come up with their music? I you, we've talked about how you listen to different music and you 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 like certain sounds and you pick that out. But when it yeah. comes to writing it's harder, right? Because you want to convey a message in your in your song to connect with audiences. So how did how did your uh, writing style get crafted? Was it with family? Was it with friends or through your band or how? I think it was basically in my like in my previous band. In fact, in my previous, uh, I was like the guitar player, and me with like the singer. We were like making songs, but I was like making more. Like, I was only making like the melodies, you know. Yep. But then obviously, obviously, like uh, here uh, with the boy from the south, I'm doing everything myself. So it usually starts with me like just flickering around with the guitar, like just, I don't know, playing, because I play the guitar every day. Uh, as you can see, I have two guitars here hanging. So I'm like surrounded by guitars all day. So then, for example, with mornings, I was in my room in London, and then you just get like this catchy riff. And then it's just like, you have to like pull off that um, that string, and then you end up with song. And in fact, for me, like the best ones I think that I have uh, humbly speaking is the ones that are like they come up like super fast and like super quickly that you don't have to like go crazy like sometimes I go crazy with like meanings because obviously I'm not English so then I'm not like 100% confident in everything that I say if it makes sense or has like any errors you know and every time that I um, finish a song like before uh, producing it I send it to like seven English friends like hey is this okay is this sentence okay uh, can you say that in English uh, or not so then that's a little bit of a, like, yeah, I have to do that because obviously I'm not native English. But it usually starts with guitar all the time. So it starts with the melody and then it goes into the writing. And uh, do you take from personal stories or is it more something you've heard and then you've expanded on? Yeah, um, I don't know. Like some of them are like really like personal, like really deep. Like, for example, I have like three or four made of the piano that I would plan to do them like later this year. But I like really like personal things. But uh, like for example, mornings is just like um, it's like a really it's, it's like a broad theme. It's just like happiness and like just happy vibes, you know. So it, I, yeah, I just I, I don't know. I, I write it of like from friends, like I don't know, doing like stupid things and then like really serious stuff. Um, Ex girlfriends, family, Barcelona, uh, London, you know, whatever. And mornings like you said it is that uh that refreshing new sound that we are desperately looking for in today's uh, world with covid-19 yeah was it a conscious choice to put it out during this because the one thing that is always hard for artists especially during covid-19 you can't yeah. promote it as much as you want yeah, so yeah why why put it out now was it because everything that's going on and the story that you wanted to tell with it I think, yeah, because it was like a really happy, it's a, yeah, I mean, like the first lockdown days in Spain, at least, I mean, for me, for everyone, they were like, I mean, for like the whole world, they were like really like, what the hell is going on? Uh, everything just like in Barcelona, it's like a really like buzzing city. Everything is just, everyone is just out and about. And suddenly everyone just locked down, nothing, nowhere. 
So then I guess that morning it's like a little bit of like a shine light on that. And now in fact, but it wasn't conscious. It, it was just like uh, the song that I had finished. And I think it just fitted with the moment rather than just um, putting it consciously there. But like now the one that I'm that I'm going to like uh, release like 30, uh, in like two weeks or so, something like that, it's like a really good one. It's, in fact, it's the first one that I wrote in lockdown. And what's uh, like the, the title of that, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, yeah. It's called Feeling the Vibe, and it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah. this is this is coming out in October of this year, so give us a give us a hint. Give us what yeah. what can we expect for Feeling the Vibe? <laughs> yeah, so this one, it's it's like the best, for me, it's like the best one that I have. It's like, so I, I wrote it literally in half an hour here, like stupid melody, like really catchy, um, Melody, lyric-wise, super like rhyming, like very easy words, but like they fit super good. And then I went back to London and with Brett, which is like a friend of mine that like produces with me, and he's amazing. He's produced like Foes, and like Florence and the Machine, like really big, uh, big acts. And then we did it in like a day, like wow. production-wise, a day and an hour maybe, like a full session, which is like eight, nine hours, and then the next day like two or three hours, and then done. And it's like super happy, super dancey, um, and I, I really like it. It's super simple, but it's catchy as hell. And now we've like finished shooting the video here. So, you, so we have music videos to come out for mornings and this new one. And this one, yeah. Because basically, I came back here because I have some friends here. They're like video wizards. Like they're like amazing making videos, and they've done videos for like uh, bands, big bands, like. The, this guy, which I make videos with, he's been doing like videos since he was like, I don't know, 16 or something like that. Um, we had the idea of like dressing up like gardeners and have like a funny story behind it. And then I got some of my of my friends to come to like a forest in like the mountains near Barcelona. And it's absolutely hilarious. Like one of my friends, he got so much into the character that he like hurt himself so much. Like he just fell and we filmed it. So there's like real takes of like, like it's not like pretended. So it's like, it's like a real, fall like like you know which is absolutely <laughs> hilarious but when you see it on camera it's like hilarious so it seems like you're just having fun it, it, it honestly and it's it's nice to it's refreshing to hear that because so many people are so the music has to be serious it has to be that it uh, has to be yeah. this that and yeah, the other yeah, and yeah. it with you it seems like it's very you know what it's a passion and i enjoy it and that's what i like I think that sometimes like with bands, I mean, it's okay because obviously depending on what type of music you, you are like making, maybe you want to project like a different image. You know, if you make like heavy rock, you want to project like this sort of like cool band, rock star, or, you know, behind. But for me, like I really focus, for example, you know, well, he's also Canadian, Mark DeMarco. You know him. Yep. Like he's like, I saw him in Primavera, which is like a festival in Barcelona. He was playing like a super chill piano song. I think it was like a cover. And he was literally like burning his uh, armpit um, hair. So he was like absolutely nuts. And then I like this, his image is just like of a, just like chill, happy, like not serious, like, oh yeah, I'm this guy. I just, uh, you, I have to put like serious faces in the pictures and just try to protect this rock star celebrity, which is like, no man, like, just like the music is fun. That's it, you know? In fact, like uh, I don't put myself in pictures uh, that much, you know? Well, it's it's interesting because I was trying to find a picture of you because we're for the promotional side of this, yeah, and all yeah, I could yeah. find was the cover photo of the boy from the south for on Spotify, and I was like, okay, how is this going to work? Yeah, so yeah. 
I will yeah, need yeah, you yeah. to send me a photo of yourself yeah, after. No, yeah, no, I need to do things like I forgot, and then with lockdown, I forgot to do them. But I had like these ones. But honestly, like for me, it's not about like yeah, all your face, your face, and like you know, super serious or like professional vibe. I mean, obviously, it's professional in the sense of like music-wise that you, you like. I put loads of effort in the songs and production-wise, but then it's just it's just a joke. So I think are it's just you? A joke. Are you playing on the so- on the songs as well, or are you just the vocals? No, no, no. I, I play everything. You play everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy moly! <laughs> You're a busy man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. In fact, I play the reverse because I'm left-handed, and in the studio, uh, there's only right-handed things, so I have to like flip them around and play the reverse most of the times. So, like the bass line in mornings is played the other way around. Jesus. But I'm used to do that. Because I used to do that in my band, so I yeah. So look, look. Can I show you? Do, do you play guitar? I I don't. I play the piano. So let's see this. <laughs> so now, but for example, it's just like a, so. My chord, like E chord, is like this, okay. But if I get like a right-handed guitar, uh, the strings are the other way around. So then I have to flip it. So I have to like invert it. So my E chord should have been like this, like this. You know. So then I have to like record with that because in London I only have like one guitar and then I don't have like a left-handed electric guitar in London. So then I just have to like flip it the other way around. But I've learned to do that. I've done that since I was like 15. So you were a man of many talents, my friend. Like it, I I am so impressed right now. Like as much as we are continuing to talk, I am learning so much, and I'm just there's a newfound respect for you. So yeah. I, like wow. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, it's just, I mean, if I just don't think, I have to say that I'm the only person that I've met that knows how to flip it and play like that. Uh, which is quite cool, but yeah, it's just like, it just came out naturally because when you're left-handed, you struggle a lot to like find uh, left-handed guitars unless you're a Cobain and you just get them made for you. Um, and then once I went, every time that I went to like homes, friends' homes, then all the guitars are like right-handed. So then I just played the other way around. And then I got to a point that I had played so much like that, that um, I just know how to do it. And in the studio, uh, the bass line, uh, like the solos, uh, stuff like that, they all like play the other way around. Wow. Um, what's been the reaction from your fans, from your uh, uh, family, from your friends for mornings? Because it, it is, uh, I've been showing, I've been passing it around to all my friends. So you yeah. have been, you were becoming a celebrity of some sorts in uh, Alberta, <laughs> Canada. So, yeah, thanks. so what are they, what are people saying to you about your music? Yeah, I think uh, it's cool because like uh, my friends, they, I think they listen to it a lot. Like in fact, mornings without like zero budget, like no, just like no uh, paying for any like Spotify guy to put on the playlist. I managed to get it like in some playlists that are like organic, and also it cracked the algorithm in the sense that in Spotify, when you get people to play it, like the data uh, they just arrange it so that your song gets pitched like the personal playlist of like random people that have the same taste, you know. Oh wow. So that happened with mornings and doing nothing only because my friends played it a lot. Then it, I think it just like unlocked a step in the Spotify algorithm and then it just went to like more people. And now it has like 30,000 plays in like two months and a half, something like that, without doing, I mean, I literally just started like, it started like in March. You know? Are you surprised? Are you surprised at how well people are reacting to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very happy, but obviously like I want to go like way higher. Way so, higher. so what is that? What is way higher for Pedro? I don't know. I mean, I just 
I mean, for me, it's like, first of all, like, it's not about like being rich or famous. For me, it's like for making like decent music. Like, I'm really proud of the music that I'm making, which is like one of the things, because I put loads of effort on it. And it's not, it's not, um, like, it's true. It's not, I'm not doing like music for um, a particular thing or like this. I'm not doing like corporate music, you know? It's nowadays, unfortunately, especially in Spain, which pisses me off a lot. Um, we have loads of like corporate music. Like they're not like real songwriters. They just have a cool, like a pretty good-looking guy uh, with a good voice, but zero songwriting talent. He doesn't write his. Song. And then it's just like a whole business when he has like ghostwriters. You are the face, and then no. So then for me, it's just like very. It's just organic. And then. So how do you I'm, break through? How do you break through that? How do you break through that mold of? Because with Spain, if it is, as you say, such a corporate music uh, country, and yeah. and, le and let's be honest, most of the American and Canadian artists, I would say about 90% of them do not write their own music. They might have a credit because they've done one or two word changes, yeah. so... <laughs> I, and I'm not trying to be rude to them or anything, but just a full stop. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, how do you break through that? How do you attract new listeners when there's such a diverse, watered down music out yeah. there of people not uh, doing their own stuff like you are? I think it's really hard because, especially when you're not, like, you still don't have the window open, you know, to like massive media and stuff like that. But I just think that, like, for me, it's very important. Like, everything that you deliver in an order, you have to go like up. So, like, for me, the next, the next song, feeling the vibe is better than morning. So then you have like a progressive path, you know. Whereas usually in bands, for example, The Strokes, which I absolutely love, but they smashed it and then it just went down and down and down and down. Which for me, for example, Foles, which is another band that I love in the UK, like the new stuff is for me way better than the old stuff. And you can tell that they have they're like progressing. So then. That's one of the, like for me the music video of the new song will be better than the music video from mornings so that's you know that's one of the things that i really focus on um on doing because otherwise uh, you're not having like a, a progressive development and it sounds like you're you are the master of your own domain in some sense you're the one who gets to choose the songs who are going to uh make sure that it's the perfect song to put out so that way you are constantly going up because in all across the world you hear about those one hit wonders where they have one great song and then everything after that is just and, nothing yeah. so yeah, i don't i don't want to be that like that's like the worst nightmare honestly like if you are like i don't know you know a guy called toto he has a song called africa that nobody knows the other songs but i yeah, I, I didn't know. realize he had more than one song. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so shit. But yeah, yeah. So then, I mean, for me, yeah, that's like one of the things, like everything that I deliver or that I put out has to be like uh, better. Or at least for me, or like put more effort, you know? Do you do you plan on releasing an album or is it just going to be these one-off singles until you get a little bit more of a following to release that album? Yeah. So basically for me, I mean, when you're like a aspiring musician, you always have like this story of like old rock bands, like, yeah, we were like five guys, we were playing a shit club and then a guy came and then everything blew up, you know? I think that obviously that thing doesn't happen anymore because uh, obviously the world has changed so much. So then what I wanted to do is like, I just started in March. So I got like two songs out and the music video for Mornings. And then now with Feeling the Vibe, I have like, I'm like really confident because it's, I think it's like a really good song and the video is absolutely hilarious. So then after that, I will release like an EP in September, 
with like four or five songs. And with that tracking, I want to go to the labels with that tracking. Like, hey, me with no help, just me and like friends that help me, uh, I've achieved this thing. If you invest in me and if you believe in me, we can make it way bigger. Instead of going like, hey, I have three songs, they're amazing, but they want to listen to them uh, two, two, yeah. two, two persons, you know? Instead of that, I'm like, hey, I come here, I already have like 60,000, 70,000 streams by myself, zero anything, zero nothing. Um, and with that, you can see there's like a minimum of like track record to see. I think that's like way much more smarter than just going like, hey, I have a fucking masterpiece. Um, and invest in me, but um, I just have like a thousand, like a thousand streams on Spotify. You know? No, exactly. And one of the things that uh, record labels, I'm assuming, I'm not one. I would not. I, my choice in music can sometimes uh, make people cringe, but I like okay. to. T- I like. <laughs> I like my music, and some people, yeah. when they hear it, they go, "Why are you listening to that?" But. I okay. do enjoy your music, so I'm not sure if that tells you something, but you, you are a good musician from my standpoint. <laughs> I try, I try, I try. But record labels right now are not looking for uh, to re... They, uh, from what I understand, record labels are looking for someone who they can market, right? And it sounds like your music is marketable because... The more, just and I hate to keep on uh, tooting your horn here, but Mornings yeah. is such an amazing song that it's catchy. I found myself humming it while I was doing the dishes last night. So it was yeah. one of those songs that you're able to listen to once and you're able to play the verse back in your head over and over again. I think you just have to find like for me, you have to find the balance of like doing like authentic music and like music that's like marketable because obviously you don't want to make music that only a small, tiny uh, portion of people will enjoy it, you know? Uh, I mean, if you're like a death metal band, okay, but like most people don't enjoy death metal. But either way, you, you can like smash it just being like going like super niche with like country or like, you know, very like particular narrow thing. But for me, it's just like having the balance of like being marketable because obviously you have to make a living and you want to get heard the more, the the, the, the better. Um, and also music with like your sign, like authentic music, you know, not just corporate stuff. So now, since you've uh, since you've released your first two songs, uh, we have been in lockdown with COVID nineteen. How are you engaging with your fans? How are you engaging with people to say, this is my music? These are some of the songs that I'm trying to, I'm putting together that I want people to hear to give me feedback to say, this could be done better. So, what are you doing to connect with people in this COVID 19 world? I think that I did like a really funny thing during lockdown when every Sunday, so in Spain, we have this tradition of like before lunch, we have like a small appetizer. Appetizer, you call it? Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, I love, I don't know if you call it, or it, I don't know if you know what it is. It's called gazpacho. It's like a Spanish thing and it's amazing. My so husband, then, my husband's Spanish. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so then from where? Uh, well, he's from Nicaragua, but he speaks Spanish and okay. he, really? he lived in Span, uh, Spain for a few years. Amazing. So yeah, so then uh, every like midday on Saturday, I did like an Instagram live. Uh, with my friends when I just like sang songs uh, it was like me drinking gazpacho and like having like an appetizer my mom came and like sang too we played piano we played like bongos and I did it for like five or six Saturdays and it was like hilarious and all my mates joined in random people joined in we had like 80, 90, 100 people in the Instagram live and it was super funny 
Like it was like an hour long and just before lunch. And that was during like heavy, heavy lockdown. And you you just mentioned something that I forgot to talk about at the beginning of this, but I, you okay. you mentioned it, so I want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. your your okay. mom has been an influence on your life as a musician, correct? Yeah, yeah. She she was like she she was like an artist, uh, not now, but she put like two albums out when I was like super young, and she played piano. The thing is, like our paths are like way different because basically I learned everything without any theory, so I just learned how to play guitar by myself how to play anything, which is cool in some ways, but my mother, she studied like music as a career. So then she's like, oh, this major chord doesn't fit here. And I'm like, I don't care. Just for me, if it sounds okay, I just invent chords. Uh, but yeah, yeah, she's amazing. And she plays piano super good. And you've recorded a few songs with her, correct? Yeah, yeah. so we did like a piano thing. So a friend of, my, a friend of mine, his family owns like a piano store, literally a hundred meters from my house in Barcelona. So we went in January there to record a, like a piano version of a song. And now we're planning to do the same, but with like violins and things like that. And that would be really cool of like a track that uh, I haven't released. And it's, uh, I think it's a really good one. And yeah, my mother, like, I think it's super cool to do it with, with your mom. Cause it's, you don't see that often, like a mom and son, you know, playing in a, in a, well, in a band uh, live. Yeah. Do you cool. do you take her critiques to heart when she says you just talked about it a bit, but when she says, uh, Pedro, this this song is not what should be put out. You need yeah, to go back no. and do it again. I, I think I have the opposite. So with my mom, she I think she loves me so much that I can make the shittest song ever, and she would be like, "It's amazing." So then I have to be very careful with that because um, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to like um, go through that path. But yeah, she's the other way around. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. We are coming up on our half hour mark, Pedro. I, I want to thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, uh, no, thanks for having me. I, 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 I've learned so much, and I'm I'm looking forward to your uh, EP, your new music that's coming out here. Uh, if, if people want to get a follow you, how do they do that? So, do you have a Facebook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go for like uh, Facebook, boy from the south. In, I'm way much more active on Instagram because it's like way too much more engaging with people, and it's easier. Uh, it's called The Boy From The South Instagram and then Spotify the same I think I'm the only The Boy From The South in all the internet so there's only me there's a guy called Boy From The South but no so you have to go to The Boy From The South well and, I will link all that I will link your Facebook your Instagram and your Spotify in the show notes so that way uh, the listeners will be able to click on it and listen to Mornings and your new songs that are coming out here this year perfect thank I you very Hey, I want nice Yeah, it was. I, I like. I'm. I'm so happy that I got to chat with you, and uh, I, I'm glad that. Uh, I, I'm. I, I hope that my listeners come out and listen to your music because I was. I. I became an instant fan, and I say that to all of them, all my guests. But I honestly mean it because there's such a diverse amount of music out there right now. It's yeah. such a refreshing thing to hear mornings and the sound that you have when it when you sing is just amazing wait till you listen to the next one this one is even better so that would be cool i'm looking forward to it and once you come out with your ep we'll have you back on yeah yeah amazing yeah yeah we'll keep awesome. in touch awesome pedro thank you very much for doing this greatly appreciate it thanks man have yourself an excellent day well excellent night for you <laughs> night yeah yeah night i'm going to have dinner now yeah yeah i'm starving well go have dinner i'm gonna go have lunch Okay. <laughs> Talk to you later, Pedro.
Thank you once again for listening to the Cross Border Interview Podcast. If you love this episode of the Cross Border Interview Podcast, head over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. All the links to our social media accounts are in the show notes or visit www.crossborderinterviews.ca. The Cross Border Interview Podcast was produced and edited by Miranda Brown and Associates Incorporated. Be sure to tune in for our next episode of the Cross Border Interview Podcast. Once again, thank you. Bye-bye.